breaking news from the Cook County Coroner's Office tonight. The 2019-20 Chicago Blackhawks were pronounced dead at 9 p.m. Central Time at 1901 West Madison. Cause of death, lost to the Red Wings. The final signs of life were uh, Drake Kajula skating over to the bench in one last valiant effort. Uh, The few last breaths were taken somewhere around there. And uh, rest in peace, 2019-2020 Chicago Blackhawks. Let's take a moment of silence. Pour one out for what was a valiant roller coaster ride through the 2019-2020 season. All right, everybody, welcome to Blackhawks on Tap, a production of the Four Feathers podcast presented by the On Tap Sports Network. I am Johnny Nani with Tony Marchese. Uh, that intro was warranted, been a long time coming. There are many occasions where we already have pronounced this team dead. Um, if you're looking at it, though, from a number standpoint here, um, especially after that loss to the Red Wings, like you had mentioned in your little opening dialogue there, Tony. Um, this loss to the St. Louis Blues tonight, 2-0, being shut out on home ice, losing the season series to the St. Louis Blues for the first time in franchise history. Um, first of all, fucking embarrassing. If we're going to go back and hint on a uh, point that we had, the name of our episode from Friday night after the Red Wings loss, um, this one is, I mean, it's, I said the end times are coming. We've, uh, in past years, you know, we've done a eulogy. When it's finally there, the eulogy will be coming, Tony. But um, this is the uh, pronounced dead episode. Yeah, uh, Johnny, it's it sucks when you finally have to pronounce your team dead for the year. Um, I just, I wanted this season to be something more than, than what we got out of it. Um, I think all of us with Four Feathers podcasts and uh, on tap sports net in the Blackhawks coverage crew wanted more out of this team. I think that, um, you know, personally, uh, I had a lot of fun this year, um, especially getting out to the UC with you, um, uh, a few times. And, uh, I think Comiskey, I don't know if we ever made it to a game with Ron this year, uh, but fun times, um, just all around, but, uh, on the ice, the, the product at, at some points in time was was really good. At some times, it was really fucking embarrassing. And uh, tonight, I think just the, the closure that I have with this, um, uh, losing back-to-back to two of the biggest rivals, I mean, it's it's a shame that the, the Predators are not on the schedule uh, next for us to just, like, you know, start to nail the coffin. Uh, down because uh, as we kind of hinted at this team's dead um, but it just this is this is really heartbreaking I don't think that this one was surprising in any way I don't think it was a shock to anybody that they lost I think you and I talked a little bit about hey they'll come out and play up to their opponent that was maybe some false hope I think just from from what we've watched this team do before but very lifeless and uh, that's why they're dead. Uh, and we'll get into it right here. Yeah, uh, I mean, just general themes there, kind of how you hinted on. Uh, we all had playoff aspirations uh, coming into this one. We, we knew it would be a tough battle without, you know, 
you know, rugged the Central is. I think that's a good word for, uh, you know, the division that the Blackhawks are in. It has been rugged. The Colorado Avalanche have a plethora of young talent. Uh, Nashville Predators are pesky. The St. Louis Blues are a complete team, as we saw tonight. Um, the Dallas Stars, uh, they have been bolstered with the likes of Joe Pavelski, uh, Matsu Gorello, uh down there. And it's, we knew it was going to be tough, but, um, you know, Things happen. Uh, every team has injuries, not using that as an excuse, but you got injuries to guys like Calvin DeHaan early on, and Andrew Shaw doesn't play since November. Um, uh, makes things hard, and uh, never able to recover. They, they didn't stretches, like you said, but that's why it's a roller coaster ride. Uh, look really bad in other stretches here uh, as well. And then also jumping out of the gate slow, too. I think that kind of hurts them, too. Uh, you can build momentum early in the season. That is just something that they didn't do this year, uh, even when most of those guys are healthy. So um, unfortunate that this is the pronounced dead episode, but it is. And um, we get to be morbid on you here, Blackhawks fans. But um, this is the Four Feathers brand. This is what you're getting. Um, This is how we handled things last year. Uh, If you were a listener before the ONTAP Sportsnet was really conceived, um, this is kind of how we cope with it, Tony. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe um, what goes on here between the minds that are in the Blackhawks coverage team at the ONTAP Sportsnet. So, Tony, like you said, we're going to get into this game. Let's get into it really quick, um, and then we can do some more generalizing elaboration here. this one fairly even first period. Um, I was, you know, we were finishing up our socks episode as the first period started getting going. So I had to kind of look back and uh, review some highlights and review some numbers and, uh, you know, fairly even uh, and scoring chances wise, even the first uh, Blackhawks um, actually, you know, they was two to one high, high danger chances, course, fairly even there in that first. But then um, in the second, uh, you're not able to capitalize on an early power play. Um, the Blackhawks went over four tonight. So once again, power play back down the dumps. It took like a little bit of a, uh, you know, uptick just before this, but like you'd said, that was the last bump in the roller coaster there. Um, so that, that was not the case tonight. St. Louis blues, they will give them credit. They, you know, they kill penalties fairly well. Uh, they know their responsibilities. They're able to take care of business there. Um, but then, you know, the second period is where, uh, the guest game winning goal is scored. Robert Bortuzzo kind of a weird bouncing puck. Uh, all around Corey Crawford there and uh, Bortuzzo defenseman comes down to help out join in on the offensive game and digs one out his feet are like below the goal line as he shoots it but he's able to roof it past Crawford kind of looked like just at least the angle and the elevation on it (laughs) remind me a little bit of a Patrick Kane goal Tony yeah uh, plenty of Hawks chances in the second period that they weren't able to capitalize on and uh, just par for the course here um, when we're talking about uh, the uh, the roller coaster coming crashing down, like we kind of mentioned uh, that it would um, quite a few times on the on the last episode, and even uh, kind of prefacing before that, um, at one point I think Johnny, you and I did a show where we talked about reasons to watch this team. Uh, none of those reasons showed up tonight, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. It's kind of how I watched the second period. I'm like, give me something. Uh, out of our reasons to watch to kind of uh, get through this one. Um, yeah, I mean, just uh, it's brutal. Uh, the goal you're talking about here, yeah, it was it was Patrick Kane-esque and um, just kind of hurts to see it on the other side. Yeah, absolutely, especially from a defenseman. That's the second goal all season. Yeah. But, hey, um, props to the Blues. That's what they do. Uh, they, they get guys that, you know, 
aren't massive names and they end up becoming productive members um, and especially in their scoring. And then also just, you know, overall throughout the ice because they're a complete team. Uh, that's something that I'd mentioned when discussing how the central, you know, outlook has been. Um, th- that's what they do. So it sucks because that used to be the Blackhawks of the past, Tony. I'm talking like, you know, 2010 through basically the cup years uh, that even into like the 2016, 17 campaign too, you're, you're getting some, uh, you know, fill out from guys, you know, maybe Marcus Kruger in one of his better, uh, you know, years there. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to watch, um, but uh, let's move on uh, past that because there was the goal wasn't the only action in the second period. Um, Mac uh, Macahern Macahern for St. Louis number twenty eight. Names um, are hard. Haven't heard, well haven't heard this guy. Uh, heard about him a whole lot um, at all, but uh, he's known in Chicago now because he threw an elbow up to. Um, Adam Boquist's face and uh, a whole scrum ensued from that, Tony. Yeah, uh, Boquist now in concussion protocol, which is just great for the uh, the end of this year. Um, you know, taking things off of our what to watch list. Um, we'll have to follow up on uh, on what ends up happening here, but uh, Boquist uh, with the concussion or in concussion protocol after that elbow. Um, I like the response. You, you, you want that to fire your team up, but, uh, man, this is, this is a young kid who is really important to the Hawks going forward. So, like I said, you like the response, you like the sparks flying after that, but it has to get something done. Drake is I'm just, I mean, he catches a beating in this one, Johnny. I mean, do, do, do you really, yeah. if you're scoring the fight on this, like, well, you even, it, it, I, is it unanimous? Yeah, well, the decision is unanimous. Absolutely, Vince Dunn uh, with the uppercuts at the end ended them. Um, you're talking about that's technically a knockout, uh, Tony. But it, it early on in that one, I will give Kajula a little credit. He came over the top with a few while uh, Dunn was still kind of trying to find his footing, uh, I think. And Kajula came over the top with a few and landed uh, a couple there. Um, but yeah, Dunn delivers the last blows, gets the jersey over Kajula's head, which is just end game for a hockey fight because you can't see, you can't throw punches, you can't defend yourself. So a couple uppercuts ended Drake Kajula, but um, that's a guy he's, he's going to stick up for his teammates. Uh, we, we got some asshole blues fans in our replies from Four Feathers. Uh, if I posted the video of Drake Kajula skating off and uh, you know trying to ramp up the crowd, ramp up the bench, like you said, those are the last signs of life for the 1920 Blackhawks here. Um, Unfortunate uh, in that instance, you know, you would like to see him in the fight, whatever. But obviously the main concern here is the health of Adam Boquist. Um, you know, McAhern ended up getting a 10-minute major uh, misconduct here for this one. But the initial penalty, instead of the Blackhawks being on all-you-can-score five-minute power play, gets reduced to, what was it, a double minor? But then it, one of those was offset by a roughing uh, from somebody else, another Hawk skater, at that one because there was a whole scrum in there. I can't break down all the penalties on that. But um, just, you know, another shaft to the Blackhawks there aren't able to convert, like I had already mentioned, over four on the power play tonight. Um that, that was unfortunately the last signs of life in this one because you got a backup goaltender in Jake Allen uh, shutting the door on the Blackhawks in this one. The only other scoring came in the third period. Another defenseman for the Blues, Alex Petrangelo. I will give him credit, though. He has had an outstanding season um, for the Blues. On the 
Yeah, he's got 14 on the year, and uh, he's you know he's one of their leaders. He's their captain. Uh, that came at the 5:37 mark of the third period, and that was it. Um, it was uh, kind of a cross ice feed to him. He he was able to roof one and uh, get it to go home. So um, that was it, Tony. Uh, honestly, not a whole lot else from the uh, on ice play to break down here. Um, Corey Crawford doing his best as he has been doing. Uh, 22 of 24 on the night. Um, he was, uh, one for, you know, only faced one shot on the power play, uh, one shot shorthanded and stopped both of those. Um, but other than that, the other, you know, from that scrum there, Kajula exited and they said, right, uh, hand injury. And then obviously, uh, Boquist now in concussion protocol. So that's, uh, honestly the most concerning thing after this one, because we already knew the Blackhawks were essentially dead, but it was just more of the official stamp that we needed. Well, tonight was the official stamp. Yeah, I I kind of felt like the official stamp was when you lost to the the Red Wings on Friday night. You and I got to uh, you, take that one in together. I, but me and Ron have said this, Tony. I mean to cut you off, but I think the official stamp for this team was losing the Edmonton game at Edmonton, the second game of that Canadian road trip. Yeah, I mean you can make an argument that 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 was the official stamp. Um, I just I I want to give some credit to the uh, the win streak that they that they put up and and beating especially uh, was at Tampa Bay uh, during that. Yeah. Um, so I felt like they they battled back after this and you know tried to cling on to some life. Um, it's just you got to win games against teams that you're supposed to beat, and the Hawks were not able to do that this entire year. Um, it's just so frustrating. I don't even want to. I don't even want to open up Pandora's box right now with you, Johnny, because I feel like it's better served uh, on a full, full episode of Four Feathers Pod, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, get get some of the takes of uh, the likes of uh, Ron Luce. Comiskey or even uh, Pat Bodeway has been uh, doing some of these Blackhawks on tap episodes with us, but man, it's just the, the, the fact that this team has, is out of it when it is, you know, you, you'd like to see them at least ahead of some of the other names in, uh, in the division, because it's just such a cluster and it has been all year that this was not an unwinnable division. It wasn't by any means, uh, a division that was going to prevent you from being in the playoff hunt or picture. And it just feels like we're the bottom way too long this year. And, you know, you might even go back before that Oilers came, Johnny, and say, this hasn't been a playoff team since probably like December. Or maybe not even on, on like, just when you're saying playoff team, but like in the hunt. I don't know the last time this team was actually in the hunt, Johnny. Like, I, I really don't. When was the last time that they actually even held some sort of, you know, within a game or two of 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 a wild card spot? You know, it just with without any other teams in front of them. It just feels like it's been like like December. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, there, I, think that, there, I think there was a little bit of time uh, and that was literally only for like one game after um, the all star break after they beat Arizona. I do believe they might have been in striking range, like the four-point range there, but that that might have been it. It's just so depressing. Um, I don't know what is going to, you know, be the end-all story of this season, but it just feels like underwhelming is the tone that I get. 
uh, when I tar- start to look at, you know, what, what kind of theme do I want to look at this uh, season and, and kind of encapsulate it with? Underwhelming is one of them. The, the other thing tonight, Johnny, that really got under my skin was the amount of Blues fans in the UC. Yep. And the, the, the Let's Go Blues chant on our home ice. Nothing ever like that has happened in the last fucking decade. This was embarrassing. It's yeah. embarrassing that people from St. Louis traveled up to Chicago on a Sunday night and took over your home ice and were loud enough to chant over anything with the Hawks because Johnny the Hawks have sat there and, and, and they just touted this on Friday night saying this was like the, you know, the longest sellout streak and also like our games are sold out. You can't tell me right now tonight, honestly, that this game was sold out with 90% Hawks fans. There's no reason, no reason at all that people from St. Louis should ever be taking over the United Center. Even when the Hawks were bad, and uh, like during stretches in the in the two thousands, and you know, like it, there was never any like arena takeover, at least that we can remember, or was televised for that matter. So you don't, you wouldn't even know if you were if you weren't there. But this was the most embarrassing loss on home ice in recent Blackhawks history. And when I say recent, I'm look I'm probably looking at like my lifetime uh, <laughs> from a from a standpoint there. I'm talking like thirty years here. This is embarrassing. Wake up. And I'm talking to Wirtz. I'm talking to John McDonough here. Wake up. This should be a message. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to think this is the end of the one goal campaign. Uh, There's going to have to be a new marketing strategy. I I know they've milked this thing for a while and it'll look good in the, you know, mid half of the uh, 2010s, but it's drawn out. It's worn out. Um, like you had said, the sure the sellouts are there technically, but are, are they really in favor of the Hawks? Everybody's dumping these tickets. Uh, Blues fans taking over the UC, like you had said tonight. Um, embarrassing. Uh, that's a good word for it. Um, and you, you know the thing is, they're gonna have to face the music here um, multiple more, multiple more times uh, throughout the month of March. Um, I think that's another th- element of this, Tony, that makes this so just you know brutal. Because I'm counting them up right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more home games remaining in March. We talked about that lopsided schedule before on the show. Only three home games in February. Uh, and they absolutely, you know, pissed their pants on that Canadian road trip. Um, this is going to be the time to at least make things interesting. And they did at the very beginning there with the Anaheim win, the Edmonton win. Um, but then, you know, kind of <laughs> killed themselves uh, Friday night against Detroit and uh you know obviously tonight the plug was pulled uh, I think that's official and I think it should be pulled on a uh, era here um I'm talking Stanbo um talking possibly McDonough um you know some some changes are going to have to come because they're you know the when the dollars stop rolling in and luckily for them they'll you know probably make some their money here towards the end down the stretch with all those home games just remaining it will accumulate but um Man, it's it, it's sad that we're even talking about this. We should be talking about us, you know, being right in the hunt 
and uh, going to you know possible you know playoff berth for the first time in a couple of years here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I hate to draw this out any longer, but if you're Jonathan Taves, you're Patrick Kane, you're, I mean, even a guy like Alex DeBrinket or Corey Crawford, what do you what do you have to play for the the rest of this season? You know, like we're we're talking, you got eight home games coming up here uh, to finish the year out. Uh, it's really sad uh, when you really kind of put that in perspective for these guys. Uh, what do you have to play for right now? You know, like outside of just finishing it up, um, your own pride. You're just going through the motions. Thing, but you're all. going through the motions. You're not going to get, um, you know, premier level uh, hockey if you're attending uh, a Blackhawks game at the UC. And I would expect that you're yeah. probably, well, you might even get stuck with a Malcolm Subban start. Well, I'll I'll draw it back a little bit. Those uh, I don't think there's any drop off in Kane or Taves. Um, I know, sure, the motivation level might not be at its highest, but I think that those guys, they're true true professionals, professionals, and they will at least go out and put on that show. Um, so I will at least contradict you on that point. But yeah, for like honestly, like thinking about those other guys, like Corey Crawford, Alex Dubrinkit, honestly. What I'm thinking right now, the two guys that if we're going right now, if I were to rewrite my, you know, the end times are here, what to watch for the rest of the season article, it would literally only be two points instead of three bullet points. And that would be Kirby Doc and Dominic Kubelik. And then, I mean, if Boquist is fine and ends up playing him too, but that's what it would be. And that's not what Hawks fans want to hear. You know what I mean? Like... Just if you're an average casual hockey fan, to tune into this team right now for the rest of the season is going to be a chore. Um, not that you don't have any other options, because you know the other uh, United Center tenant is is in worse shape than the Blackhawks are, in my opinion. But it's still, it's just, it sucks. And you know, we talk about uh, you know pronouncing things dead. Um, you know, we were just talking about the, the 19 and, and 20 Blackhawks here. Uh, you kind of raised that up a level and said the one goal era and the, you know, the whole, the, the tenure, the, of, uh, John McDonough, Stan Bowman, this whole thing. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond, uh, to this, uh, as we enter the off season and, uh, the four feathers podcast is going to have you covered on that. I'm sure we're going to, um, do some breakdowns as to, um, you know, what the Hawks should do this off season and then carry you through with what they actually do do, uh, yeah. during the off season. But Johnny, I, uh, I'm ready to close the book on this one. Yeah. We'll close the book on this one. So just to wrap all this up here, uh, on that greater point that I had said, um, yeah, sure. It's easy to get like, you know, depressed and whatever, uh, upset about this one. I guess the date to watch here is when they finally do that locker clean out. And, uh, when they finally have to face the music, you know, I talked about them facing the music with the, uh, attendance and all of that kind of stuff, uh, down the stretch here with these, you know, whatever ridiculous amount of home games they have in March remaining still. Um, but I guess the one, when you, when you want to hear from those guys and how they answer the questions, and I know there's good beat reporters out there like Charlie Emiliotis, Ben Pope, uh, Mark Lazarus, Scott Powers um, aren't afraid to at least, you know, butt in and ask the tough questions. There's going to be some tough questions coming on Monday or yeah, Monday, April 6th or whenever they decide to do that uh, within that week after they finish up the season on uh, Saturday, April 4th at uh, 
the New York Rangers. So um, just I guess, I guess that's my next real date to look out for. Um, let's close the book on this one, though. There is, as I mentioned, still plenty of Blackhawks hockey remaining on the schedule here. A lot of it at home, too. And that next tilt will be at home. That's uh, Wednesday night. So they got two more days to stew over this, you know, rough loss, um, rough state of affairs. Uh, I guess two losses now because, you know, just one day in between that Detroit and uh, St. Louis games here. Uh, the next game will be Wednesday night at home against the San Jose Sharks uh, at 7 p.m. Central Time. So uh, I haven't looked this up exactly, but I would guess that that means, yeah, this game's going to be another national TV game. Uh, and as I'm on ESPN here, it has, you know, tickets. Granted, this is Vivid Seats, what they're sponsored by. Tickets as low as $8. <laughs> so that's, yeah, when the Sharks come down Wednesday night, um, national tv i don't know who would tune into that uh, outside of the fan the diehard fan bases of these teams uh but the san jose sharks they're another team that's you know not going to be a playoff team this year eric carlson uh you know their big uh defenseman that they signed to a massive contract um hasn't really worked out for him so far he shut down for the season um other than that you know brent burns he's their point leader with 45 uh, Timo Meyer tied with him at 45 as well. Vander Kane, 44 right behind him. Uh, and Carlson, even for being out for however long he's been now, at least a couple, I'd say three weeks now. Uh, Logan Couture is right behind him at uh, 39 with Carlson still sitting at 40. So uh, another underwhelming team. You're talking about underwhelming teams, teams that they thought they had a chance to make a run. They sold off guys like Barclay, Goudreau, um, a few other pieces. Uh, we're thinking about moving Thornton as well. Um it's just going to be an underwhelming game, Tony, on Wednesday night. I mean, eight dollars. Give me the UC for eight bucks. I mean, that's oh, man. I, I just remember some of those standing room only tickets back like five years ago. We're going for like eighty bucks. Just insane to see the times change the way they have. Um, I'm assuming we still want to do some sticks to click. Uh, you know. G- it's it's really coming down to um, Dominic Kubelik chasing the Calder here. Uh, just kind of roll with that. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, one guy that I didn't mention there. I guess it could have been another three-point article uh, as well. Um, I'll go with Dylan Strome because he's another guy who's going to be a restricted free agent uh, playing for a contract. Um, he, he had a decent game on uh, Tuesday night when I was there uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him light the lamp once and maybe dish an assist there, uh, especially if he's still playing with Patrick Kane. Um, you know, anything can happen near the showtime. So, um, I would go with him. I'll go Strom since you're taking Kubelik. We'll probably alternate these for the rest of the fucking year, Tony. Probably. Um, as I'm watching here on NBC Sports Network, the Sharks just felt the avalanche 4-3 to three at home tonight. So um, they do not have another game in between then. So uh, it'll be off as well for two days like the Blackhawks will be before Wednesday night's matchup. Tony, um, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, it's been late, been a long day of podcasting for us. Um, don't want to keep the listeners lingering around too much more. Uh, just make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. If you enjoy Four Feathers podcast and our Blackhawks on tap post game shows, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you give us a rating, a five-star rating uh, and review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to them. 
Um, uh, we'd really appreciate that. So um, we've got, you know, Travis Miller, I believe his name is. Uh, he recently discovered the podcast has been uh, replying to us. We love it. Uh, when you guys, if you hear something that we say on the show and you want to discuss it more, feel free to mention us on Twitter, reply to the episode, whatever it is, just tag us. Um, always down to talk Hawks with you. So uh, we'll, we'll get the, through this thing together. It's tough, but um, you know, we're here for you. So that's my final thought, Tony, what's yours? Absolutely, Johnny. I just I, I like that you said that. Uh, we're we're still going to be watching these games, breaking them down. Uh, for as depressed as we sound, we are committed to bringing you some post game recaps, whether or not the game matters or not in the standings. Uh, we're here. We're diehard Hawks fans. Uh, that's why we do this. We enjoy it. Uh, we have fun with it, and we like to commiserate together. And uh, hopefully, Johnny. I just want to put this one out there. Hopefully, Johnny, we are talking at some point during the course of this show uh, over the next few years about uh, a playoff run and actually getting to celebrate with you. So uh, if you're on board with this, you're still tuned into this. uh, We appreciate you for doing that. Um, I know uh, we talked about it a little bit before, but uh, some people may be tuning this out as we head into baseball season, uh, get into some of the spring summer sports uh, here in Chicago. Um, We appreciate our listeners regardless, even if you tune out, hopefully you pick it back up. Uh, next season or during the off season, but uh, for those of you who are sticking around and listening to this, uh, we we really really do appreciate that. Uh, we're gonna be here uh, breaking each and every one of these down. So uh, shout out to you guys for uh, tuning in and, and being a huge Hawks fan like we are, um, just sticking with this team and, and enjoying hockey as much as we do. Um, but also want to just plug real quick uh, if you are looking for to. Uh, some spring and uh, summer sports, and you're a big baseball fan, uh, tune in to Sox on Tap. If you're a Sox fan, Cubs on Tap. If you're a Cubs fan, Johnny and I have some excellent White Sox coverage. We break down every single White Sox game for the Blackhawks uh, over at Sox on Tap, and our guy Ron Luce uh, breaks down all the Cubs games over there at Cubs on Tap. Uh, we kind of split off for the summer, and then we join back up when it's time for some hockey. Uh, but uh, we've got some excellent coverage over there. Uh, Johnny and I had just recorded an episode of Socks on Tap before we did this show. Um, so if, you, uh, if you're looking for something in the baseball realm, uh, be sure to check that one out as well. Johnny, it's always a pleasure talking about Blackhawks hockey with you. Unfortunately, we're not happy humans tonight, as Eddie O would say. Uh, we're we're kind of on the somber side. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. Johnny, that's pretty much all I have. Yep, you put it best there, Tony. Uh, Well said. So that being said, let's close it out how we always do. Let's go Hawks. Rest in peace, Blackhawks. Hawks.